What the heck is that noise? Yeah, me and Glitcher are trying to sleep. The loud noises scared me. Beep boop beep boop. Calm down, it's just the alarm system. Sheikah, what is it? We're receiving a message from Earth. Attention all Power Ranger teams. Bandora protocol initiated. Get to your assigned stations now. What is a Bandora? The Bandora protocol is a universal message to all Power Rangers from Earth. The Grid Rangers metallics must be prepared to fight a robotic version of Rita Repulsa. Are, are they trolling us right now? Well, I guess she's capturing Power Rangers and shrinking them down to power up a time machine? What kind of bullshit are they trying to feed us? I wouldn't even know how that's possible. Rita Repulsa isn't evil anymore, the Z-Wave purified her and she became the Mystic Mother, Empress of All Good Magic. Yeah, not to mention, anything involving time travel is a big mistake. You would know. Anyway, this message feels like some intergalactic spam. Let's just go back to sleep. Sheikah, if anything happens while we're asleep, log it in the database and we'll assess in the morning. Message received. Well, I'm gonna grab something from the Synthetron before I catch some Z's. Anyone else want a little midnight snack? Ooh, I do, I do. Beep boop beep boop. Mm, let me guess. Chicky nuggies? <gasps> How'd you know? Beep boop beep boop. Oh, lucky guess. Well, make sure you eat them before we go back to bed. I don't want crumbs in the sheets again. Okay, Austin. I'm gonna go. Beep, 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 beep. I hope my intuition is enough. There's plenty of ranger teams if something does come up. That's the worst that can happen anyways. Sheikah, power down the bridge. Powering down. Approximately 10 hours later. Oh my god. Did, did the saber-toothed kitty go boom? Wow, Ray, it looks like your intuition was way off. Hey, I don't have psychic powers. I mean, I technically do because I'm Karuvarian, but that's just telekinesis. Amber's a Zyvrian, so she should have seen the outcome of this whole mess. Um, excuse me, do you see a crystal on this perfect forehead? I had it removed when I was a child, hence no future vision. Yeah, don't blame Amber for this. You're our leader, and it was your call whether or not we help out. Oh, so now I'm the leader. You're literally from the future. How did you not know this was gonna happen? Girl, you think I stayed awake in Ranger history class? Whatever, just think of it this way. If we did answer the call, we'd probably be freaking action figures right now. Well, that does sound really cool. We really did dodge a bullet, didn't we? Hell yeah. Do you have any idea how long a question healing water is gonna take to heal those shrunken rangers? Mm-mm. I just hope Gridmaster Emerald doesn't find out about this. Hey guys, just thought I'd drop in and see how y'all are doing. Oh crap, speaking of Master Emerald. Oh, we're super! Thanks for asking! Yeah, you guys must have been on your A-game fighting off Robo Rita's army. I heard from the other Morphin Masters that a lot of rangers were captured, even Tanya Sloan. <gasps> Not to brag, but I think we did a pretty bang-up job. Those putty patrollers might as well have been literal clay with how easy they were able to be. Hiya! And Robo Minotaur and Robo Snizzard? More like robo-hot messes, am I right? <laughs> I'm confusing. I thought we ate chicken nuggies and went to bed after we got the Bandora protocol. Beep boop beep boop. Glitchy, I swear to god. So, what else have the Grid Rangers Metallics been lying to me about? Glitch, if you tell me everything you know, I'll give you all the chicken nuggets that you can eat. Will we? Okay, get this. So, boss... Osti and Ambi thought the Bandora protocol was just spam. So they all went to sweep, and then we watched it on the computer box. And then they all tried to blame each other. And then you poofed in. Beep boop beep boop. Thank you for your candor, Glitch. Here's the chicken nuggets I promised. Yay! Oh nom nom. Beep boop beep boop. So, care to explain yourselves? Yeah, well, um, Glitchy's obviously glitching out right now. Must have been some pretty faulty wiring. You do remember I gave him to you, right? Oh, yeah. <sighs> well, I was going to give you brand new weapons for your bravery, but I think I'm gonna have to hold on to them for now. <sighs> well, this blows. Yeah, way to go, Ray. You're really in your Zoe Reeves era, fucking up. You're blaming me for this, too? I was trying to save our asses, but that stupid robot couldn't shut his robo-ass up. Leave Glitchy alone. He's just a- Austin, I swear to God, if you call him a baby one more time, I'm gonna use my telekinesis to throw you across the room. Come at me, bitch, and see what- Silence!
You all messed up today by being cowards and lying to me to look more heroic. So to make sure you don't try to add any lies to the ranger database, I'll be joining you in your discussion of the events that just transpired. Well, shit. That's it? <sighs> I thought you were going to make us go through trials again. Don't test me. Uh, great idea, Jay. We love having you join us. I'll have Sheikah prep the recording station so we can log in. What are we calling this event? Once and always. Nice name. I'd prep a snack for Glitchy before we start, but I think Jay already covered that. Yum, 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 yum. Sheikah, begin recording for once and always. Beginning the once and always recording in three, two, one. Listen up, power pukes! This is Barbara Goodson, also known as Empress Rita from Power Rangers. You're listening to The Grid. Make my podcast grow! <laughs> Morphin Legacy presents The Grid. Ranger Nation, this is Shatter A22, Vice President of MorphinLegacy.com, welcoming you to our review of What's and Always. Joining me in this episode is Austin. Hi. Amber. Greetings and salutations. And joining us for this special occasion is Jay. Hey, hey, Ranger fans. So how things will go down for this review is that we'll start off with a discussion for each character, followed by discussing designs, Easter eggs, and various other things to wrap things up. So with that, you guys ready? Ready! Ranger of Knowledge, Grid Ranger Metallic, Silver! Ranger of Queerness, Grid Ranger Metallics, Rosé! Ranger of Critique, Grid Ranger Metallics, Gold! Grid Ranger Ranger Slay, ready ready to to save save the day. day! Okay, so let's start off with production credit. So this special is written by, of course, Becca Barnes and Ellen Dale, and it's directed by Charlie Haskell. Next up is our little plot synopsis. After a broadic version of Rita Repulsa kills Trini Kwan, a group of mismatched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers forms to stop her from traveling back in time to change the past. So let's move on to characters. First up is our blue boy, Billy Cranston. Triceratops. Okay, so Billy Cranston is the original and only Mighty Morphin Blue Ranger. And depending on who you ask, is the leader of the team in the special. Who's disputing that? Some people think it's Zack. I will say it's kind of a tie. I can see it being a tie. The only two originals. Billy is more of the strategic leader, comes with plans and stuff. And Zack is a leader on the field. Yeah. Because he does lead some fights. He does have the middle morph shot for the first morph. So Billy is revealed to have returned to Earth since the last time we saw him. He was on Aquatar with his Aquitian girl, Sestria, back in Zio. He left her because he's back on Earth and he is also revealed to have opened a tech business named Cranston Tech. So he's essentially, what, the Steve Jobs of the Power Ranger universe? He didn't make an iPhone. So let's go for Tony Stark because I don't want any Elon. I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say that, so that's why I said Steve Jobs. So Cranston Tech has a secret command center in the basement that somehow no one in the offices never found out about. So he used that to presumably recreate the original Dino Power Coins and Dino Megazord. He also does some experimenting with the Z-Wave, which he attempts to use to bring Zordon back. Big mistake. Big mistake. Huge. After this experimenting causes the essence of Rita Repulsa to reform as a Robo Rita. Yes! <laughs> After all these years, I'm free! It's time for revenge! No. No, it it can't be. Fact check, Billy. You were looking for your precious Zordon. But when he sacrificed himself with the Z-Wave, it wasn't just his particles that spread across the universe. Get it? The evil was purged from my being and the wave scattered it across space. 
Until today, when you put me back together and I found a new body. I want the essence of Rita. That sounds like a perfume. The essence of Rita. Kind of sounds kinky. Your makeup is terrible. It's just shaped like a giant space dumpster. Big bottle. I have to say that when they were like, oh, they're bringing Rita back and it's Robo Rita. I was like, okay, they better come up with a good way to bring her back or I'm going to be annoyed. And they did. I did not see that coming at all. I honestly thought they were going to pull the whole Zed wanted a Robo wife. So Scrozzle made Robo Rita for him. That would have been terrible. Yeah, I'm glad they did this. They kind of made it self-contained instead of trying to connect it to Cosmic. Billy gets his team to help fight her off until Roborita attempts to kill Billy with an attack that is blocked by Trini Kwan, disintegrating her body and killing her. So yes, Trini is dead. She's little bits of dust in the wind. Watching that, I was shook with the intensity of that scene. There's just nothing left of her. It was kind of visceral. I knew Trini's death was coming, but ooh, she just disintegrated her. That was really sad. And then when Kimberly dropped to her knees. Oh my god. Because you can't see her face. That's so Atrix sold it, honey. She was giving more emotion than the helpless Billy and Zach, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of wanted the others to have more like an emotional reaction to it. Kimberly seemed to be the only one who did. Maybe the Tommy suit actor puts his hands over the mouth on the helmet or something. Yeah. Or something. Your friend of 30 years just died. Yeah. We get into it later, but at the moment, I could see that there was a little um, shock. Yeah, shock. So yeah, Trini's dead. So Billy essentially spends the next year prepping for a return because after she kills Trini, she goes to the Dark Dimension to plan her next move. So what's the difference between the Dark Dimension and just going to the Moon Palace? Why'd she go to the Dark Dimension? I think the Dark Dimension was just a fancy Easter egg. And also the Dark Dimension can't be accessed. They can just go to the Moon and the Moon Palace to be like, hey, Rita, pew pew. Right. I mean, the fact the Moon Palace is still there is kind of a shock. I'm surprised no one went to the Moon and be like, hey, why is this still standing here? Do we really need bad to our pals on the Moon still? Girl, you think the government's been to the Moon? I don't think so. Well, Rangers have been had fights on the Moon. Some of them breathe on the Moon. That's true. So Billy's story for the rest of the special is feeling guilty for his contribution in bringing back Roborita that causes the death of Trini and leading the mismatched team of Rangers to defeat Roborita. This is shown when he is seated in the middle chair of the Dino Megazord. You're right. That's a good indication that he's the leader. Yeah, the middle spot of the cockpit is usually assigned to the leader. He, of course, is the same old Billy and is the one responsible for all the tech the team uses to fight off Roborita, including an invisibility cloaks that are used to sneak into the Moon Palace to save the captured Power Rangers. Sneaky, sneaky. After Roborita is robo-defeated, Billy decides to go on an intergalactic vacation and possibly has hopes in bringing Zordon back, which he should not considering what happened the last time he tried to do that. Let's just keep Zordon dead. We don't need to be trying that shit again. Do you think he's actually going to bring him back in Cosmic Fury? Yes. I'm calling it now. Isn't that lame, though? Girl, they've brought back Zed, Minotaur, Snizzard, Rita. I know. Goldar. They're going to continue to bring back Mighty Morphin characters. Yeah. I just don't want him to. Countdown Destruction was such a big thing with them killing on Zordon, and I just feel like bringing him back is just going to spit on that sacrifice. But his sacrifice was spit on the next season in Lost Galaxy when new villains suddenly appeared, and then all of the villains since then. Uh, it's kind of pointless at this point. It's, it is kind of pointless at this point. <laughs> yeah. But it was such a pivotal and sad moment. It was my childhood. But they thought that was the end of the series. Going off of how the writers created this really creative way to bring back Rita, I think it'll be good. I hope it's not like, oh, let's just try the Z-Wave thing again. Okay, Alpha 9, we're prepped in Alpha 10 just in case you get possessed by this essence of Diva Tox or something. I don't know. Do you think they'll give Zordon a body? Like the comics? She got body yaddy yaddy. That would be really cool because that design is really cool in the comics. That'd be interesting. So speaking of Cosmic Fury, him mentioning him going on an intergalactic vacation is pretty good foreshadowing for how we're gonna get Billy interacting with the Cosmic Fury Rangers in some way. Since we know that David Yost stayed in New Zealand after Once and Always and we saw his name on a, some behind the scenes sheet. So we know Billy's showing up in Cosmic. I really want him to be in that mentor position. Yeah. Because he even seemed to be that way in this. Yeah. It's kind of like, I know what I'm doing and I'm doing this. And him doing 
that with younger rangers who are new i mean i know cosmic theory isn't new but doing it with newer rangers i think that's really cool i'd like to see that he's a blue and there's rumors that ollie might be going to the dark side in cosmic so maybe he'll be in a replacement for leading the blue zord maybe and anything could happen because it's not like they're using all the colors that have swords you know because there's like fifteen thousand fucking rangers that they are missing out on for that season of those zords no i'm not salty about q ranger absolutely fucking not let's just say this though they're using the zord so that's fine but i'll just say the curse of these anniversary seasons let's just leave q ranger alone i want to balance and raptor suits in my life and i feel like i deserve it they could still be characters though you never know yeah i mean they could just randomly show up they, they could use those suits they could use those as just various aliens not to be rangers that's not the same and you know it i'm just hoping that cosmic theory is good because the rate we're going with anniversary seasons this is going to be a large turn and i just don't want that i just want this to be good that's all i want well every anniversary is a different company doing it kind of so let's see how they do this one you know Saban's script of two anniversaries watson always gave me hope so there's hope for the world okay so moving on to zach taylor so Zach Taylor, the original Black Ranger, is real to have eventually left the peace conference in Switzerland and has become a congressman. Would you say he left it? I think he completed his stint there and then eventually became a congressman. Yeah. It's been a hot ass minute. Whatever the peace conference is. It's only been 28 years. We haven't seen him since he left the peace conference, so who the hell knows? If it wasn't for Jason coming back for Zio, he could have stayed at the peace conference for all we know. But that's assuming the peace conference is longer than like maybe a Summer. The conferences don't last that long, Ray. Well, we never saw Trini and Zach again until this, so. Technically, there's a reason why we didn't see Trini. Ah, uh, well, yeah. But yeah, Zach's a congressman, which kind of makes sense because the whole peace conference thing, that's kind of a little political stairway to being more than that. And he's also super charismatic, so you kind of need a little charisma to become a politician. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And Zach is serving cunt. If we ever see him again, it would be really cool to have Zach be like the mayor of angel grove the mayor why wasn't he the mayor of angel grove that would have been cool that would have been really cool i doubt mayor carrington's still the mayor it's been 30 years we voted her out she was embezzling that abandoned building insurance funds for rebuilding <laughs> the town every time a monster <laughs> attack happened the abandoned warehouse district was a money laundering scheme yes 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 <laughs> All right, so Congressman should be past tense, however, because he steps down to raise Trini Kwan's daughter, Min, in Angel Grove, which essentially becomes a story arc for this special. He essentially informs Min about the ethics of being a Power Ranger and also has this very deep and well-acted conversation after Min attempts to play hero at the youth center. What do you think it means to be a Ranger? Kicking butt, two quips, having fun? It's hard. I know. But someone needs to do all justice on the bad guys. Rita killed mom. She needs to go down. And I'm ready. I'm happy to do it. Whatever it takes. So why won't that thing let me morph? Man, what you feeling, what you want, it's not justice, it's revenge. When I was your age, my mentor told me that only monsters seek revenge. That's what Robo Rita's doing now. She was defeated by the Rangers, and now she wants to even the score and hurt us as much as she can. That's why she did what she did to Trini. A mission of revenge can never end well. It's not what I want for you. What about what I want? Maybe it's not your call. You want to be a hero? It's a selfless path. It's not always easy, but I do my best. Setting aside your ambitions can be a good thing, like me, making sure that you have a good life and a home. It was worth giving up your career in Congress for me. You are absolutely worth it. It's really well acted by Walter Jones and Charlie Kirsch. A plus there. He's a professional. Respect him. Zach also gets to shine in other ways, like whipping out some hip hop Akita at some putty patrollers and getting to deal the final blow at Robo Rita with his power axe and cannon mode. I don't understand why he got the final blow at her. I thought it should have been Min or it should have been the power blaster. The power blaster wasn't important to the plot, Austin. How? That's what Pookie said. He said that? 
somebody asked that exact question why was the power blaster not the final blow and why wasn't it included in that scene and i swear to god that he replied and was like it wasn't essential to the story so we didn't include it but the power weapons were essential to the story it's them together he probably was like we have the power axe it can be in canon mode we can use that to finish him off we don't need to remake the power blaster that's time and money we don't need to spend just say you didn't want to recreate the prop and call it a day i swear it was pookie but someone fact check me on this it's a tweet it's out there i believe you because you know how this fandom is it was all over twitter when he replied that and everybody was like what what do you mean what do you mean the po- what do you mean the power blaster was a Having Simon Bennett on Twitter is a blessing and a curse. I mean, if it was me as a showrunner, I'd probably be a little bit trolly. <laughs> if I was a showrunner of the show, I wouldn't be on Twitter, period. I know this fandom. Shit. I would be on Instagram because you can turn off comments. I just think if that was actually his answer, and I believe that 100%. Story-wise, it makes more sense to include the power of Blaster, but I digress. I feel like that's a standard answer. Ming couldn't really do anything because she has daggers. Her daggers kept her in place so she can escape, so that's her contributing. That's why I think it would have been so cool that she was the one that pulled the trigger on the power blaster. Or she was like in the center holding it. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. Billy stabbed her in the chest and she was dead for like two minutes before she came back up. Okay, that was crazy when the power lance just flew through her. I know. Oh my god. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I wasn't expecting Trini disintegrating. I wasn't expecting them to say kill a few times. No body. That means they don't have any excuse to try to fake out her body. What did they bury? They buried an empty cast as you do. Or like a casket of trinkets and stuff. Was Mr. Tickle Sneezer in there? Yeah, because no one wants to look at it. He will never haunt our dreams again. Alright, so back to Zack. It was really nice to see Walter Jones come back as Zack considering the awkward way he left the show. And the fact we haven't seen him since season 2, 29 years ago. And he looks basically the same. Honestly, he hasn't aged today. And he can still kick butt. The way he was flipping and ducking and diving in the youth center. I was like, please, both of you guys just come back for a season. I ain't even mad. Compared to what Steve Cardenas was doing with the putties of like oof. It's because he's so thick. He can't help it. He's dummy thick. He is. When you're thicker than a snicker, you just kind of go with it. Rocky was always a meathead. He's a meat body now. And I am into it. Body yaddy yaddy. Stop relying on that body. Okay, moving on to Min Kwan. Sabertooth Tiger! Min Kwan is the daughter of the original Yellow Ranger, Trini Kwan, who lived at Angel Grove with her mother until her mother dies at the hand of Robo Rita. She died at the Robo hands of Robo Rita. Are they Robo manicured too? They got Robo polished, honey. Mm-hmm. It was totally Robo rebuffed. Does she have a Robo petty too? Yeah, actually. <laughs> Alright, I'm killing the show. She learns about her mother's death and identity as a Power Ranger when she overhears Billy and Zack discussing the tragedy and end up being adopted slash taken care of by Zack Taylor. He steps up. That whole scene was trauma. 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 The fact that she learned that her mother was a Power Ranger and she died at the same time. Maybe they shouldn't have had that conversation in her living room. Maybe they should have talked in the rad bug or something. They were going through a really tough time, okay? And obviously you're not thinking after stuff like that happens. Happens, really. True, true, true. So after living in her home with Zack for a year, she witnesses Roborita capturing Jason, Kim, and Tommy and is motivated to take on her mother's legacy as the Yellow Ranger. To accomplish this, we get a little scene of her training in her mother's fighting style. Train Mantis Kung Fu. Hiya! I love that they put that in there. That was perfect. That's attention to detail right there, because that was just one episode. Yeah. Where we see her try to morph multiple times, but doesn't end up working due to her wanting to use it for revenge. So of course we get the old prove yourself as a hero trope by having her protect Billy from an attack from Robo Rita, which was enough for the Sabretooth power coin to let her morph into the Yellow Ranger. I kind of like how she kind of had to prove herself to use her mom's morpher. I like that. It kind of felt a little bit like one of the nice things about the 2017 movie is they didn't get to use their powers right away. That was kind of one of my favorite things and I'm glad like kind of like also did that. You learn. Some people just have different goals. You need to have the right goal and not just one for yourself. But unlike the 2017 17 movie we actually get to see men in the suit for more than 30 seconds <laughs> just saying just saying we are to assume men continues her role as a yellow ranger after she is given a risk communicator which is so vintage by the way so 90s so i hope she shows up in future seasons and specials because i really enjoyed charlie kirsch's performance i did too i liked her a lot she's really cute she made a really good impression in 50 minutes worth of a special honestly she had more character development in the 55 minutes than some do in 40 episode seasons period and it's nice that a piece of training still exists in the pru carrying out her mama's legacy her morphing legacy 
nice name. Maybe she'll show up in Cosmic. Who knows? That'd be cool. Might as well. It would be so cute to see her so excited about being in space. And there's a yellow Zord and no yellow Ranger. Just saying. It would be such a waste to cast an actress like that and never use her again. I know. That would be such a waste. The Netflix special was number three on Netflix's top ten for like two days. So it clearly was a hit. So this, that's absolutely amazing. Even it breaking the top ten is still pretty cool. I didn't think it was going to break the top ten. I feel like that warrants maybe something else in the future, hopefully. More specials like this. More specials with other Ranger teams. Everyone's hoping for us in space one. Time Force. <laughs> Dino Charge. <laughs> Dino Charge's 10th anniversary is in 2025, just saying. Oh my god, and they could use the fucking Dino Force Brave suits or something? Something from Kyoruger. They've had plenty of specials after that, too. I just want to see Poise again. I just want to see all my faves back again. All my babies. This is for always and forever, once and always, a Dino Charge Stand podcast. Dinosaur might ready to fight for a special. Okay, moving on to Rocky DeSantos. Tyrannosaurus! So Rocky DeSantos, the second Mighty Morphin Red Ranger, answers the Bandora protocol while he's having Chinese food for lunch. A recurring joke for Rocky not being able to eat before a fight happens. And is revealed to be a firefighter for Angel Grove. Kind of a missed opportunity to make him a Stone Canyon firefighter since he's from there. Move though. If he lives in Angel Grove, what's stopping him from being there full time? How far is Stone Canyon? Let's be real. A bus ride or something? (laughs) Yeah, it was a bus ride. (laughs) If he's an Angel Grove firefighter, he should have known all this is going down. Why did he need the Bandora protocol? At least Cat has the excuse of living in Reefside. But don't tell David Yost that. Why is that the hill he wanted to die on? Again, that's only what Pookie says. That's not his ship. I would have been so mad if they had tried to make Tommy Kimberly a thing in that special. Oh god, that would not make sense. Alright, so he is given a proxy power coin, a copy of the T-Rex power coin, due to the real one being in the possession of Jason Lee Scott, who is currently a lightning collection figure to suit up as the Red Ranger. I love that you're calling Jason by his full government name. So Rocky assists in small ways since the big focus is from the OGs, helping Zack fight putties at the youth center, and dealing the finishing blow to Robo Minotaur when he fucking stabs him with his power sword. Which sounds really dirty reading it out loud. I wish he'd stab me with his power sword. He also has a funny scene with Alpha 9 when he nearly gives him a nervous breakdown when he grills him for throwing away his Chinese food. I didn't even get lunch somebody threw out my noodles sorry sorry relax relax don't blow a circuit i'm just kidding so yeah rocky doesn't do much but it's a lot more than dimensions in danger which is essentially just giving us a meme face he gives meme face in this too but he does more than that but speaking of another ranger that was in dimensions that's also here let's talk about katherine hillard Catherine Hillard, the second Mighty Morphin Pink Ranger for eight whole episodes, answers the Bandora protocol. Wait, wait, hold up though. Cat, are we to assume that she kept her last name or does she hyphenate? Is she Catherine Hillard Oliver or is she just Catherine Oliver? I feel like she's at least a hyphenator. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like she would be a Hillard Oliver, but I feel like if they were to have included her last name, she'd be Catherine Oliver. They did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I think the credits for Dimensions has her listed as Cat Hillard. All right, so yeah, she's the Mighty Morphin Pink Ranger for eight all episodes, and she answers the Bantor Bird call while working at the junior karate camp that J.J. Oliver, Tommy's son, is enrolled in, which confirms Tommy and Cat are a thing, but we had to be like subtly about it. She never calls him her son. They never say Tommy's her husband. In Power Rangers, I never thought a straight couple would be on the DL, for real. <laughs> Maybe they did it that way so that fans who are hardcore Tommy and Kimberly shippers will not notice. But the hardcore fans already know what's going on. To please both sides. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she fucking broke up with him. They know we know. We know that he's married to Kat. Uh, people who haven't watched the show since 1995 don't know that. There's Soul of the Dragon, there's Dimensions where they're holding hands, and I think there's a comic coming out that specifically lists that Tommy and Kat are married with his son. So Kat is back in pink, despite the danger of too much pink energy. Well, Zordon was very clear. Duplicating active powers is very dangerous. I don't care how dangerous too much pink energy is. And she's a team player for the rest of the special, essentially. She does stuff, calling Putty's angry turkeys, operating heavy machinery, piling the Dino Megazord for the first time, which she actually referenced. Oh yeah, 
I have been looking forward to this. And using the pterodactyl power coin for the first time too, which was a big conversation in the fandom when we got pics of it. It's explained thanks to the proxy power coin. Lastly, to the joy of all, and by all I mean us, after 28 years, Cat finally, finally got to use the power bow. Yay! Do you feel vindicated, Austin? Um, yes. I will no longer be triggered. They did that just for you. Thank you, Becca. They won't give you a gay male ranger, but you will get to see Cat use the power bow. Exactly, honeys. Yes. Happy pride. Happy pride, guys. Happy pride. You'll get old gays in danger, but you won't get a gay male ranger. <laughs> oh, honey, we'll get to that. Oh, we will get to that. So yeah, Kat doesn't get a crazy amount to do like Billy and Zag, but like Rocky, it's a hell of a lot more than she got to do in Dimensions. For one, she's not sleeping for most of the special. Dimensions was like five minutes long. What were they going to do? It's like 50 people there. Maybe you should have made it a two-parter. Maybe you should have cut one of those clip shows. Ray, the show was only on for 25 years. You want to dedicate a two-parter? No. Maybe you could have cut one of those 50 million filler episodes. Maybe you could have cut the episode where Sarah gets a F on a test. No. Also fuck Sarah, but no. Calvin and Haley broke up. Soon Haley regretted it. <laughs> but soon Haley regretted it. 10 out of 10. That is the best usage of the epic narrator guy. That narrator ate that up though, for real. You got a stupid line he committed to making it sound epic. Okay, moving on to non-rangers. Let's talk about Alpha 9. Ay, 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 ay! Alpha 9 is the ninth incarnation of the robotic Alpha series that works at the command center located in the basement of Transentech and assists the Mighty Morphin team fight Robo Rita and our robotic minions. That's about it, besides some cute little jokes here and there. So you're telling me that Gen Z wouldn't be like, can you believe this Cranston Industries? They're making robot slaves. TikTok would be all up in arms. Well, it's in the basement, so nobody knows about it. Alpha's just locked in the basement. Well, that's sad. Poor guy. That's the strike of being an alpha you never get to leave you never get to be your own little person you never really get to go outside when you go outside you almost blow up or someone puts an evil cd-rom in you or you that yourself on self-destruct when you play with a little kid what that's the wannabe ranger there was an episode where alpha goes to the park when a kid's lost and he plays soccer with him or something and then the primator disguises himself as billy and then he's just like oh, i'm gonna set myself to blow up bring me to your command center now Okay. See, Alpha 9 does have a really cool design. It's very similar to Alpha 5, but a little more metallic-y. And he's voiced by Alpha 5's voice actor, Richard Horvitz, thank God. And he does a really good job. Considering in preview clips in the trailer, it seemed a little rough in the places we saw. I don't know if there was like a weird filter they put on his voice in the trailer. You can tell that his voice has changed since he originally did Alpha, because you can hear hints of Invader Zim in there. He's done a lot of screaming since then. Yeah, which I didn't hold it against him or anything, I'm just saying it's slightly different, but it was still amazing that he came back for Alpha. But it's kind of okay because it's Alpha 9, so he doesn't have to sound exactly like Alpha 5. Like Alpha 6 had like three different voices or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Alpha 9. We know about Alpha 1 in the comics. We saw Alpha 4 in some little box in the command center's basement in Alien Rangers. Alpha 5. We have no idea where he is now. He's probably destroyed on Altar. Alpha 6. He was last seen working at the dojo Adam was working at during Once a Ranger which now we don't know what the fuck happened to him considering what happened to Adam now. Alpha 7, he was in Forever Red, but he's probably dead too. But what happened to Alpha 8? That was a big discourse on Twitter before this. Yeah, because it was like eight. I hope they didn't fuck it up. Everyone's like, why did they skip over eight? But we now know why, because there's a flashback where Billy is working in the command center and experimenting with Z-Wave particles. And he specifically says Alpha 8. And then I'm like, oh boy. So his body yaddy yaddy is used by the essence of Rita Repulsa to convert into Rubble Rita. Alpha 8 is dead. Rest in Rubble Peace. Yeah, two deaths in this. I feel like an asshole for saying this. But after this flashback, Alpha 9 says, Oh, my poor predecessor. Which for some reason, every time I watched it and got to that scene, I laughed. Is that weird? No, I laughed too. He's sad. It's sad, but I think it's just the way he said it kind of made me giggle. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the other veteran rangers that were in here for like two minutes. Adam Park and Aisha Campbell. We got the protocol alert. Our ship is zooming to you from the Sirius system. 
I'm afraid it'll be six hours before we reach your side of the galaxy. Then we'll be in teleport range. I was very happy they were there, but I will say that I wish they had done more. I would have loved for them to do more. Adam and Aisha, the second Black Ranger and Yellow Ranger respectively, are revealed to have joined SPA, which means Space Patrol Alpha, an organization we are assumed to be connected to Space Patrol Delta. And this is essentially the reason they use for them keeping out of the fight at the end of the episode. Because the first time we see them, they're via green screen ship, and they're like, oh, we're in the Sirius system, which is way far away. Does that like six hours or something is the serious system a name from another season is that spd i think that's where doggy cougar's from isn't it serious the planet serious well i would assume that the planet serious is in the serious system yeah they could be like the main planet of the system that's why they named it that. yeah sure yeah it's a very sci-fi thing to do it's hand waving that was another easter egg right that they mentioned the serious system i guess yeah so yeah that's our excuse they're too far away so they wouldn't be able to come back until they defeated them and they do end up on earth at the end of the episode for one whole scene interacting with the team but they're pretty much Amazon. They deliver the lightning collection figures to Aquatar to heal them of their shrunkenness. I'm mean, gonna give them some purpose, I guess. I was just so thirsty for more of what they were saying. Tell us more about SPA. I want to focus on this shit. Like, what's going on here? I was like, well, what are they doing? I'm honestly surprised they didn't just green screen them in the States. They went to New Zealand to film two scenes. Poor things. And Johnny Young Bosch was probably kind of expensive. He's a lucrative voice actor. He's got that bleach money coming in and that Trigun money coming in. All his old animes are coming back so he's got work out the bazoo that was another thing too johnny young bosch had his anime voice on when he was doing his lines could tell that he was still using his anime voice and not his adam park voice <laughs> so adam has a hot daddy beard now Mm, yeah. Mm-mm. And he also named drop Sestria when Billy's like, yeah, Sestria, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her. And Aisha has a heartwarming moment with Min, giving her blessing to Min on carrying out the Sabretooth Tiger legacy. I'm glad the Sabretooth Tiger legacy is in great hands. It's an honor. That was perfection. That was so cute. Okay, so let's move on to the head bitch in Robo Charge, Robo Rita. <laughs> Any last words? Rita Repulsa makes her grand return to the franchise after she is purified by the Z-Wave and becomes the Mystic Mother. And she was voiced by Mother. Yes. Mother! Mother! That was the best part. She's voiced by Barbara Goodson. It was just uh, so soothing to the ears. I was like, yes. Because every time she has reappeared in the franchise, she is voiced by someone else that does a really bad read impression. You are giving me a headache. If Barbara Goodson ever retires, I want Rita Repulsa to never come back. I know, right? No one could do it right. I'm still not on board with Zed's voice either. They did not find a good sound alike. It's just hard because Robert Axelrod's dead. I'm just saying, if Disney can find sound alikes for literally anybody. And especially since he's going to be the main villain of a season. Like, it's one thing if he's in here for like two or three episodes for this season. He's going to be the main villain of Cosmic, so. It's like one thing if he has a line, but I think anything more than that even is just, you could tell. So like I said earlier, after Billy experiments on the Z-Wave, the evil essence purged from Reader's Pulse escapes and possesses the body of Alpha 8 becoming Robarita. She fights the original six Mighty Morphin Rangers and kills Trini before leaving for the Dark Dimension for a year to prep for her ultimate goals of powering up a time machine with captured Power Rangers to travel to the past to inform her younger self of future events and kill the original Power Rangers in the past before Zorda can choose them to become Power Rangers. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I know it's difficult because her plan is very lit. So she wants to travel back in time and she needs to power up the time machine with the lightning collection figure rangers to inform her past self when she is released from the space dumpster day of the dumpster, which we see, by the way, they recreate the whole scene, dumpster and everything. That was cool. I like that. I'm kind of surprised they recreated that dumpster. They could have just made that CGI. They basically did the plot of the opening sequence for the reversioning. When the reversioning first came out in 20. 10, there was like a little blurb right before the episodes would start and it would be like an ancient enemy of the power rangers has returned and with a magic spell has opened a wormhole transporting the abc kids stadium back to her time it's perfect her evil plan eliminate the very first team of rangers, power rangers. the mighty morphin power rangers teleport immediately come on guys She's victorious. The Rangers will cease to exist forever. The battle begins next Saturday on ABC Kids.
Oh my god, it is! That clip is literally on YouTube, look it up, it's literally the plot of this special. <laughs> oh my god. But also, the whole time travel thing kind of is unnecessary. First of all, I think Rita being like, I get to kill a ranger twice and shit like that, I was like, damn, bitch. They could have altered the plan a little bit, made her plan like to destroy the morphing grid or something by using a machine to break into the morphing grid, destroy their powers or something. As much as I hate time travel, I was fine with it here because it didn't go anywhere. It was just her plan. We don't actually go that far. Yeah, you're right. They can threaten time travel all they want, but as long as they don't actually fucking do it. She didn't stop the extinction of the dinosaurs or anything. Little did she know, all she needed to do was go to the Dino Charge dimension, get the inner gems, and she didn't need to go through all this shit. The ultimate power of the inner gems is time travel. I still can't believe they Super Mario Brother the Dino Charge dimension. Isn't that sad? All right, so yeah, she tries to do this, but first she is stabbed in the chest by Billy with the power loons, and then she gets killed for good by Zack's power axe. So Robo Rita, Robo Slade, in more ways than one, because she killed a ranger, which is a feat only one other villain has accomplished, which is Psycho Pink killing Kendricks. Uh, no. Two other villains. You're forgetting about Rancic and Alex. Alex came back, though. So did Kendricks. Well, I mean, the Alex thing was never explained. Did, did Alex die early, or was he just injured? How did he come back to life? They they changed the future. That was the point. Yeah, that was the plot, Ray. Hello. Did you watch Time Force? That's always confusing to me. Yeah, wasn't that the plot that they successfully changed the past or whatever so that he ended up not dying? But technically, Robo Rita is the only villain to have killed a ranger. Successfully. Andros technically killed Zordon. Is Zordon a ranger, mama? In different dimensions. He's the red ranger in 2017. <laughs> no. You bring up that movie a lot for not really liking it. I know, right? It's always fun to hate on it. Rita killed the original yellow ranger in the 2017 movie and what other character did she play in the movie she played the jewelry lady too yes she did she killed billy too for like five minutes she actually fought the rangers a few times which og rita never did either original rita didn't do anything versus the rangers she just pointed her little thingy that's because she was the queen she didn't have to get her hands dirty the fierce girlies do get their hands dirty well that's because she's just a better villain some villains just have to sit back and let their minions do their work and how far did that get her Six seasons. She came back several times. She got six seasons in a movie, so she got more than community did. Two movies. Let's move on to Robo Minotaur and Robo Snizzard. I've been so busy preparing. I even reforged some of my old minions. Snizzard and Minotaur. Rows and rows of human graves. This place is beautiful. Soon all of Earth will be like this. They were there. They look cool. They had some funny one-liners. Robo Minotaur and Robo Snizzard are Robo Rita's lackeys for the special and are robotic versions of the original Miney Minotaur and Snizzard. Uh, where's Robo Pudgy Pig? Hmm? I feel like that would be a pain to suit act. They probably did the most cool looking things to robosize. Tell it to someone else. Tell it to someone who gives a shit. I want what I want and I want it now. What would Robo Pudgy Pig do anyways? Serve cut. <laughs> Well, they need to do more than serve cunt because they are in charge of capturing Power Rangers for Robo Rita to power up her time machine. He would eat them. Robo Rita needs them to be captured. Well, he can throw them up. Okay, this is funny. He eats them, okay? They turn into their little thingamajiggies and then they give him a little pepper and then he throws them up. Hmm? Hmm, he doesn't like spicy food. That's a little stretching for something we don't need. Minotaur and Snizzard were serviceable as is, I think. I know you really want a Robo Pudgy Pig, but I think they did a good job with who they got. It was a thing. I felt the choices were random. Why did they choose these ones? Just because? Because they have lightning collection figures. Durr. So does Purgy Purg. Literally the day before this special air, they announced a Mighty Minotaur lightning collection figure. Enlighten me. What is the episode Robo Minotaur is Happy Birthday, Zach? Oh no, that's the Nasty Night. No. No, that's teamwork. It's the one they first used, the Power Blaster. Oh, I see. So they used the monster from the first time they used the Power Blaster, which is something that is not in this episode. <laughs> I'm like, I know where you're going with this. Got it. And Snizzard is voiced by Brian Cranston, so you know that's the reason why they did Snizzard. He doesn't voice Rebel Snizzard, but everyone knows that Snizzard is the monster that Brian Cranston voiced. And they did a good job with how they used his powers. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked they didn't use 
use iGuy or like King Sphinx was in all the promotions, honey. I'm surprised they use Minotaur. Minotaur isn't exactly a monster I think of when I think of season one monsters. Or Bones. Okay, but just think of it. Like, how would you do Robo Bones? I don't know. I'm not writing the show. Well, you know what would have been cool? They could have used Nasty Knight since Zack is there and then they could have made a Robo Nasty Knight. Period. Then that would have made sense because Zack is there. And he has a shield too. So Robo Minotaur's power is to track Power Rangers with a computer and a shield and Nasty Knight has a shield. So yeah, they're captured by a magnet, eventually free. They fight the Power Rangers on the moon and they're both destroyed. That was cute though when they were trapped in the magnet and they were just hanging there. <laughs> that was kind of cute. Who said it? Someone was like, girly. Hey girly, did you take a wrong turn? So Robo Minotaur, like I said, he has the ability to track Power Rangers with a computer and a shield. And he also fights the Power Rangers in the Moon Palace when Robo Snizzard is a giant CJ monster. And he's destroyed after Rocky stabs him with the power sword. Robo Snizzard has the ability to shrink anyone with his snakes, which also turns them into lightning collection figures. He also fights the Power Rangers on the moon as a giant CGI monster until he's destroyed by the Dino Megazord. Okay, so that's it for characters. Let's move on to designs. First up is the suits. What do we think of the suits? They looked good. They're very gorge. I like the metallic coloring on their helmets, especially pinks. You can really see the metallic coloring on pinks. It was like slight improvements that you didn't really notice unless you look really close, but they were there. Yeah. Uh-huh. The glove and boot diamonds have dotted textures on it. The Green Ranger suit is the best it has ever looked. The helmet is right. The shield is right. The morpher's right. The shade of green is right. The arm cuffs have a line down the middle of them, but it also looks cool. And of course, it's only like two minutes of that, the whole special, so. It only took them 30 years, but they finally got that suit just right and it's only in two minutes only took 30 years you know if they wanted to play off our nostalgia they could have used the little aluminum foil shield you know it's not aluminum foil it was like cloth or something the morph sequence we actually have a morph sequence for this special thank god because we haven't had like a morph sequence in a special in god knows how long i know they usually do insta yeah i have opinions i felt that the morph sequence was quite lazy really there were several points where for example when they actually morph they weren't all doing it in unison so that was one thing that annoyed me I noticed that too. Some of them are like holding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they totally shot it different because when you look at Billy's morph and Cat's morph and Rocky's morph next to each other, the lighting is off and the way that they stood in frame and morph is slightly different. Especially Billy's, the way that he did his morph sequence, it's completely off by off of Rocky and Cat's. Like, it's not the same. Oh. It's also off because Billy and Rocky are putting up their morphers while the rest of them are just still with them, which is right. That's kind of why I thought it was lazy because a good director would have said, we need to do this again again because it's not in sync or not the director maybe it was probably the people who do it in post if it were me directing it i would have been like, we need to do this again because you're not in unison and the lighting is wrong and it just look right because it looks like you're all doing it at different times and i feel like they filmed it twice and we're like that's fine i love that they did it but it just was a little lazy i liked the upgraded effects for the morph yeah that was great the background colors are very strong and vibrant i like that they kept the red as the one that morphs at the end okay let's move on to the zords the zords are revealed to have been rebuilt somehow but there's designs looking similar to the the Zap Megazord. How convenient. Everyone said this looked like shit, and I feel like I was one of the only people that ate it up. I thought it looked good. Not the Megazord part, per se, but the actual Zord coming up. They just recreated that perfect. I was impressed by that. The Megazord. Mm. But the actual Zords, I love that part. Megazords are right, but I'm like, you can have just gotten the suit from Toei or something. They have that suit. Don't they have that suit? They must. I don't know. It's not like they can't just have Toei make it. Is it not cheaper to just make that suit versus CGI the whole time? Giant fights are hard to film. That's clearly why Causing Fury, the only thing they're taking from that is Key Ranger is the Zord footage because they don't feel like filming Zord footage. I'm never big on the Zord parts anyway, so. You kind of got to know that that's not their thing. That's a toy thing. They're masters at doing the mega fight. We've seen originality in Megazords here, 2017 movie. And it's not pretty. The cockpit is also updated, being much bigger and is of course gray because every modern cockpit has to be gray. It did look great. I was happy that they recreated the cockpit like that. I'm glad that they used the crystal. They paid attention to detail for sure. Speaking of gray, let's talk about Cranston tech. Cranston Tech is the tech business founded by Girly Cranston and the exterior is pretty much a dark gray version of the command center. Maybe Billy is like a representation of us because he's really stuck in the 90s. He's still doing all the same shit from the 90s. He's in the command center from the 90s. He's bringing back Zordon from the 90s. He's still wearing this blue Mighty Morphin suit <laughs> from the 90s. It has his own version of the command center in the basement, which is unknown to everyone working there. It kind of looks like a combination of MMPR and Zeo sets pushed together. No Christmas lights though so that's a good thing and it has a cracked energy tube for reasons 
kind of surprised they didn't get rid of that after. Maybe he needed it there as a reminder to not bring Zordon back again. That was all for nothing because he was like, maybe we should bring back Zordon. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't. Let the dead sleep. On to the Moon Palace. The Moon Palace, which was never destroyed, it was just abandoned when Rita and Zed fled from the Machine Empire in Zeo, is used as Robo Rita's base of operation. And what do we think of the exterior? It slayed. Slayed the house down. Beautiful. Yeah, it was gorgeous. They did a really good job of recreating it. The interior kind of looks like the movie palace. The walls are very rocky and cementy. It has the balcony. It has the repulsive skull. That's all you kind of need, pretty much. Looks good overall. Speaking of something that looks good, though the youth center i was really really impressed with how they recreated that and i am shocked they decided to recreate a period as shown when putty's attack at the end and when billy min and zach go there to talk and drink some juice it's also a little smaller though compared to the original youth center which i actually acknowledge and i guess this kind of confirms that the surf spot didn't take over the youth center either that or someone bought the surf spot from adele and then they just turned it back into the youth center i bet it was the surf spot until two 2010 and then they were like whoa this 90s stuff is coming back let's recreate it and make it the youth center it was in the 90s Adele was like okay shit Adele was like sure I'll take the check and then she like moved to Florida or something alright moving on to Easter eggs our first one is the Harvey Garvey tombstone in the cemetery which was actually a character in Mighty Morphin season 2 he was the host of the Harvey Garvey talk show that interviewed the Power Rangers in season 2 episode lights cameras and action and now he's dead what a random character to kill check to see if the actor was dead but no the actor actually was the voice of ninja and scorpius and jinxer kim strauss oh. the rad bug 2.0 Purr. i loved that the iconic rad bug is upgraded by billy and it's pretty much his personal vehicle and the design is essentially just a topless blue version of the original rad bug min also uses it to drive to robo minotaur and robo scissors location and to save some gay people from some putties <laughs> Slay. Yes. Min said gay right. Yeah, she did. By gay people. I love that meme. Doing a gray style. The Z-Wave. That's kind of an Easter egg. The energy wave created by Zordon after Andrus destroys his energy tube to purge evil from the universe. Temporarily. Temporarily. Because two seconds later, bugs are showing up. Yep. It is revealed, however, that the Z-Wave didn't completely destroy the evil of the villains purified and destroyed. It just separated the evil into particles, and that's how Rubberita came to be. And it kind of opens up the possibility of other villains from the Zordon era showing up. Zed came back, so... Astronomer! Oh yes, do that, please. And Divatox. Robo Astronomer, Robo Divatox. The Bandora Protocol. The Bandora Protocol is a distress signal sent out to various Power Ranger teams across the universe to warn them of an attack from Robo Rita. Bandora is also the name of Rita Repulsa's center counterpart, which Bandora? <gasps> it is! It is, and that's why Bandora Palace is called Bandora Palace. Also, we got some locations listed. We see Coral Harbor, Beast Morpher Town, Reefside, Dino Thunder Town, Astro Mega Ship, In Space Town, Terra Cove, Wild Force Town, Terra Venture, ship that was destroyed like 20 years ago and is just sitting on Marinoi's moon, and Osaka, Japan? Why is that there? Are you having fun in Japan? Throw up your hands. I think people assume because Dr. Akana works there, so maybe that was their little connection to Dino There's no ranger there. But speaking of the Dino Furiness of Osaka, we do get a Dino Fury character in this special we see Annie from Buzz Blast. I didn't even realize that until you said something. If it was Anne, I would have been like, yeah! You don't like Annie? I don't remember her. I honestly didn't remember her until you said something. I forgot she had a name, but when I saw her, I was like, oh, it's that girl. Annie was the Buzz Blast staffer from Power Rangers Dino Fury, and she's seen reporting on a putty attack at the Angel Grove Youth Center, which makes sense because the epilogue of Dino Fury revealed that Jane was opening up a Buzz Blast in Angel Grove. Oh. Up next is Pink Energy is Dangerous, the iconic Too Much Pink Energy is Dangerous is referenced by Catherine when she is given a proxy power coin. Even though they don't show up in the special, Bulk and Skull are kind of seen on a billboard shown to have opened up a sandwich shop and are now selling sandwiches. That's a better ending for Bulk than living in someone's garage pretending to be a samurai. True. Let's go to the spa. And by spa, I mean Space Patrol Alpha. Which I assume is this vision of Space Patrol Delta, the Power Rangers organization in SPD that is the place 
place of employment of Aisha and Adam, who are following the Trubian Empire, was also the villain group in Power Rangers SPD. So that's it, 2025. And they mentioned that they were following the Trubian Empire in 2023. So that's kind of a good reference. That's what I wanted more of. I was like, okay, well, keep telling us things. I know. Moving on to Hip Hop Aikido, the iconic dance fighting style developed by Zach Taylor is used by him to fight the putty patrollers in the youth center. And he did the little trailer shot pose from the opening. I totally would have been mad if they hadn't put that in there. So I'm so glad they did. He couldn't have fought without Hip Hop Aikido. He had to at least mention it. Now let's talk about some other cameos in Lightning Collection form. Some Power Rangers are captured by Robo Minotaur and Robo Snizzard off screen. They're turned into literal Lightning Collection figures. And here are the Rangers that were captured. Devin Daniels, the Red Beast Morpher Ranger. Carlos Valerdi, the Black Space Ranger. Nate Silva, no! the Golden Space Ranger. Poor thing. Hasn't he gone through enough? Kai Chen, the Blue Galaxy Ranger. Leo Corbett, the Red Galaxy Ranger. Damon Henderson, the Green Galaxy Ranger. I guess they went to Miranoi? Well, Terra Venture was on that little list, so. Yeah, but that should have been Miranoi, not Terra Venture. Connor McKnight, the Red Dino Ranger. Trent Mercer, the White Dino Ranger. Ravi Shaw, the Blue Beast Marvel Ranger. So, literally, Zoe and Steel are carrying Coral Harbor protection now. Steel is. I don't know what Zoe's doing. Ashley Hammond, the Yellow Space Ranger. Merrick Balaton, the Lunar Wolf Ranger. The Phantom Ranger. And Tanya Sloan, the Yellow Zia Ranger. Tanya! I don't know, man. I call kind of bullshit on Tanya. I don't feel like she would be captured. She would never. Hell no. She just slapped the shit out of them. It's also really sad she wasn't involved with this special at all because she's kind of part of that group, but not because she's like the only new ranger in Zeo. So she kind of has connections to the Mighty Morphin team. Was she even in Dimensions in Danger? Tanya? Yeah. No. We haven't seen Tanya since Passing of the Torch. Why is my question? Because whenever I picture Catherine Sutherland, I picture Nakia Baris right there because they are literally at... That should have been the two of them together whooping some ass. You could have had Tanya working at Space Patrol Alpha 2. Come on now. Together they are more. The tagline from the 2017 movie, Together We Are More, is kind of referenced by Rita Repulsa when she is looking at all the Rangers she has captured for her machine. Every ranger we capture gives us another boost to the finish line. It's funny. I never believed in their whole teamwork thing. But together they are more. More power. For me, that is! Praying Mantis Kung Fu. Hiya! Maiden uses the same final style Trini used in the episode Plague of the Mantis. It's like second nature. Billy references the line he says in Day of the Dumpster while explaining Min how to pilot a Zord. Aquitar and Equitions. Aquitar is mentioned as the location that Adam and Aisha are bringing the shrunken Power Rangers to be healed in their magic rotters. Sestria is also mentioned by Adam and- You sure you don't want to join us, Billy? You know, uh, Sestria did say she missed you. No, but I'll be there soon. I still have some company matters that I gotta tie up before I can get back to my old adventures. On to Miranoi. Miranoi is mentioned by Billy as a potential place Billy intended on traveling when he finishes up the work on Earth. And lastly, we have some fight references, aka stories told by Zach and Billy to Min. We get Billy, you're too high mentioned by them. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. So good. And we also get the sh- shell shock situation mentioned when Greenie's running uncontrollably and she has to use some magic flowers to stop the free spell and the trouble with shell shock. Yeah, that was a weird episode. Thanks, Jew Ranger. Onto some funny haha quotes. Alpha 9 has a funny line when he says, My sensors are detecting a vibe. Robo Minotaur says a funny line when he's captured by a magnet when he says, <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. And lastly, let's talk about some miscellaneous things. Like gay rep. Finally, guys. Do you feel seen? Me? No. I know other people did. So two random old guys, one named George, meet Min Kwan during her ride to kill the Robo Duo. She saved them from a putty patroller attack and waves goodbye to them when she flies away from them Grease style. So yeah, they're gay because one of them says, please save my boyfriend. So yeah, this is a good start, I guess. A good start start like 15 years ago low clap but we need more than this in the future there's like 20 lesbian rangers at this point so a disembodied voice saying ion is hot and some random old gay couple doesn't tip the scale at all yeah let's just try a little harder let's get some rangers 
some people that are in the scene for more than two seconds. The tribute to JDF and Chui Huang. Oh my god, I about cried. I was sobbing. They used a scene from Song of Guitardo where Zach and Kimberly sing down the road. Oh, just stab me in the face. As soon as that song started playing, I was like, all right, okay. And then the way it goes at the end, Tommy looks down at Trini and she kind of just freeze frames and then it goes to the trivia. I was like, this special had the difficult task of acknowledging the absence of Trini since Tui Trang has died back in 2001. And I think they did her legacy justice. She died a hero. Protecting Billy. That makes total sense. They were always kind of at the hip. She was always explaining his little techno jumbo bullshit. And having a daughter keeps her legacy alive. And let's also talk about some interactions. We got some interactions we've gotten for the first time. Like Zach interacting with Rocky and Amaishan Cat. That was kind of cool. They never interacted before. I mean, if you want to be Ted. Cool. Zach did interact with Rocky and Amanesha, but that was just stock footage, so we don't count that. But let's talk about some absent rangers. Besides on having Chui Trang there in the special, because the actress died, we are still unable to have a complete reunion because some cast members decided not to show up. Or are criminals. So they ultimately decided to literally shell the rangers by showing them morphed and getting captured by Roberita for the rest of the special. Smart. So let's talk about these cast members and the reason why they didn't show up. Austin St. John. It is unknown if Austin St. John declined to appear in the special, but he couldn't leave the country due to legal trouble so he was unable to appear in once in a ways because Power Rangers from New Zealand. I doubt they even asked him. That's too much controversy. They didn't even put his civilian head in his new figure. They weren't inviting him to New Zealand. But that's kind of what happens when you are under indictment from the federal government. Even the legal trouble aside, he's still a very controversial person. And he was a beast morpher, so he got his flowers, so whatever. He got his last little bit of fame. I don't care if he ever comes back. Jamie Jo Johnson declined to appear in Once in a Ways due to creative differences. She specifically said that she didn't say no. It's just that Hasbro didn't give her what she wanted, which was probably some creative patrol. She probably pulled a Nev Campbell. They probably didn't offer her an amount she wanted. She probably they wanted to direct and they probably were like no whatever amy joe i want to support her but also i'm just like sometimes i feel like she just comes back when she wants money for something amy joe did announce that she is writing a power ranger comic next year so that's kind of her way of celebrating the 30th anniversary so that's cool this better be good i'm missing golden girls for this i might actually read that and i don't read the comics so i would however like to spotlight the suit actor for kim in the opening of the special did a really good job at country's death yeah she was going for that daytime emmy honey she acted her pussy off and lastly jason david frank he said no because they filmed this before he died so he declined to be in this special due to him wanting to focus on legend of the white dragon and that is all i will say about that i think the tribute to him and toy was perfect the once a ranger always a ranger tag under their names was really sweet and the way that it appeared really slowly like that the editing was perfect on that tribute and one little nitpick i want to mention is that they didn't use any of the mighty morphin Power rangers fight music i'm so glad that you put that on there because <laughs> it's true you get ron wasserman literally just play his song pay him and play the songs again that's literally all you had to do i wanted that so bad i wanted fight i wanted five for one yeah oh my god that would have been amazing and then all the edits that i keep seeing on twitter and youtube of them putting the music in it mostly by center five shout out they use the redux of the theme song for the credit. I don't care if they use the redux versions of those, honestly. I just wanted it there. Why couldn't you sprinkle in like one or two songs during Putty Fight? That was my biggest thing that was missing. I'm glad they brought one Wasserman back, but if I didn't know that was one Wasserman. I would not have guessed, honey. If they hadn't told us, I wouldn't have known. But it would have been just Burt selling music from Dino Fury. It was good music, but it didn't feel like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers music. No. They could have just redid a lot of the older songs and music. And those songs are just so integral to the Mighty Morphin formula. Every episode was establishing plot, part 
fight with putties and a song playing. That was the formula. But speaking of that opening at the then, I really liked how they recreated it. But for some reason, for Kat, they used her turbo opening. That was weird. And the smoothest one was Billy's because the way his old shot turned his current self. Does anyone else have anything to say before he wraps things up? I loved it. I cried like a little baby bitch. So it did its job. It met my expectations. I had a lot of fun with it. I would like to see more things like this. Yes, I would like more specials. I probably would have changed one thing. I would not have had Robo Rita kill Trini. It just felt weird to me that Robo Rita was the one who killed Trini. The way I would have handled it is that I would have had Trini die off screen in a completely unrelated event. I get that they didn't do it that way because they wanted to have motivation for Min and that kind of thing. And that was her motivation to want to destroy or kill Rita. It could have just hinged on her wanting to dedicate something to her mom. People were worried because, of course, someone found a behind the scenes photo and it was a unrelated car shot from the gaze and people were so worried it almost is a little disrespectful to have a villain kill her well especially disintegrate her like i said the way i would have done it is that i would have had her die off screen maybe from cancer or something and that's how she died i just felt it was a little tacky it achieved its purpose though i struggle to figure out how they would have changed the opening without affecting the rest of the story. The thing to me about Power Ranger villains is that even though they're completely evil, they're a little redeemable. They're goofy, you laugh at them. Rubberita killed Trini and she still was a kind of a goofball. And she was, but then there's that part of you that's like, she killed Trini. That'll be Rita's legacy, she killed Trini. That's the first thing people bring up when they talk about Psycho Pink. That's why I didn't like them redeeming the Psycho Rangers because that was literally the point of the Psycho Rangers was that they weren't redeemable. Don't get me, go, don't, ooh! We'll get me started. Anyways, yeah, that's it. So speaking of us being sad and teary and cryy, if you want to listen to mine and Austin's live reaction to Once and Always, we have an episode on our podbean. So check that out. Yes. And there's a highlights version on YouTube. We get gasp a lot. We question things a lot. Austin cries a lot. I don't cry a lot. I just say, damn it. You're too tough, right? You're too tough. All righty. So that's the end of our Once and Always review. Before we wrap things up, I would like to remind you all to follow our Patreon at patreon.com slash thegripyard if you want us to start up exclusive content like commentaries because we're not starting up any more exclusive content until we have Patreon subscribers because they kind of feel like it's pointless to do exclusive content. We do have two exclusive commentaries on there for The Wedding and Once a Ranger so if you want more exclusive content give us a dollar to a month and we'll make some for you. This episode's coming out during Pride Month. Be an ally. Support a gay podcast. Thank you. Quick shout out too because June is Pride Month and it's also the 13th anniversary of MorphinLegacy.com. And recently I have celebrated my 10th anniversary with Morphin Legacy. Yes. So yeah, episode over. We'll see you next time for a brand new episode of The Grid. But until then, everybody say bye. 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 Bye-bye. This has been a Morphin Legacy production, bitches. <laughs>